Welcome to this Jeremy Bamber podcast. The first of our evidence episodes is on why the silencer matters so much in this case. The prosecution case at trial was quite straightforward. One single moderator and this lone device contained within it a blood flake that had come from Sheila Caffell. It had red paint on its knurled end that had got there as a result of a fight between Jeremy and his father during the shootings. It's these two key pieces of evidence taken together that were the crux of the prosecution case. The evidence now shows that two moderators were found at White House Farm. One by the police on the 7th of August 1985, the other by the estate beneficiaries, members of the Beauflower and Eaton family, on the 10th of August 1985. Both were examined multiple times by different scientists throughout 1985 and 1986. On several occasions, both were examined by the same scientist on the same day, and blood and paint contaminants were discovered on both, although in different areas. Each silencer had a different reference number on the forensic documents. However, once Jeremy was charged with murder, all of the reference numbers were altered to a brand new reference number, but no one ever admitted to making these alterations to scientific documents. The chain of evidence for both silencers has been meticulously investigated and case material reveals that when first examined, they had blood in different areas and only one had a tiny smear of paint on. By the 25th of September 1985 and a fourth examination, immediately obvious to the forensic scientists, were multiple paint flakes discovered in the knurled pattern of the end nut of the silencer. Forensic exhibit SBJ1. How did this get missed by the six scientists who examined SBJ1 on three previous occasions? It's simple. It can be proven that this moderator was contaminated after the initial examinations and it can also be proven who did this and it can be demonstrated three different ways. Then we have the blood flake from which the blood grouping evidence presented at trial was derived, found in the moderator with the original exhibit reference of DB1 on the 12th of September 1985. These two pieces of key evidence, the only forensic evidence that the Crown had, came from two separate moderators. They were then conflated and presented at trial as having both come from a single exhibit. This was one of a number of fundamental deceptions on which the Crown case was built and is the reason why Essex Police have gone to such time, trouble and public expense over three decades to hide the fact that there were two moderators involved in the case, a deliberate act to pervert the course of justice. And so what about Sheila's blood found in the moderator? This was a tiny flake of blood that was discovered trapped between the first and second internal baffle plates and was immediately tested and found to be the same blood group enzyme combination as Sheila and none of the other deceased. However, it was discovered in September 1986, just before the trial, that it was also an exact match for Robert Beauflower, Jeremy's uncle, who was present when one of the sound moderators was found. It was also a very common blood group, shared by approximately 8% of the UK population. However, this evidence was not disclosed to the jury and they had no idea. The judge instructed that the blood came from Sheila and Sheila only. We've discovered in notes 
that just prior to the closing speeches, the prosecution requested that Robert Beauflower be brought back in order to be questioned about his blood group. Justice Drake refused, and so the jury never heard this, and the judge was able to misdirect them. It's important to remember that unlike DNA profiling, blood grouping is a science of elimination and not a science of identification. An individual cannot be identified by grouping a blood sample as a blood grouping is never unique. It can only be used to eliminate people whose blood it can't be. In 2002, DNA tests concluded that Sheila's DNA was not present in a sound moderator, but that of an unknown male was found. Robert Beauflower had not provided a DNA sample, and the Crown stated that just because Sheila's DNA was not present now, it did not mean her blood never was. And on that point, the appeal was lost. The next episode covers the mysterious grey hair, which never existed in evidence, but was raised at the trial. 